Hello and welcome, or welcome back. It's Trucking Answers. It's time for Trucking Answers again. So sit back, put it in the big hole, and let's get going. I'm here with Gracie, my co-host. She's crunching some crunchers, but she'll be back momentarily because I'm sure she has a lot to say about today's show. On a podcast, you know, we can talk about whatever we want, and that's exactly what we're going to do today. We have some things to discuss, and then some trucking news, some automotive news, and yet another reason why we do not live on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot people on this planet that take all of our money, and we can't get there. So the big news this week is Elon Musk beat me to the punch and bought Twitter before I could put a bid in. And, um, and so one of the headlines I saw was, now is this free speech or hate speech? I love that. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that great? So he says, hey, you know what? People, uh, people can be freed from Twitter jail and be able to post whatever they want. And that triggers people. Sometimes what you consider hate speech is free speech. And people get to say whatever they want. If you don't like it, don't tune in. You don't censor someone and what they say. Okay? You don't imprison them for what they say. You don't do any of those things for the things that they say. You just don't listen to them. You don't have to do business with them. You don't have to have any doings with them, but you don't get to say they don't get to say it. All right? Perfect example. Here we go back again to Kanye, or otherwise known as Yay. Right? He said some crazy things, as he always does, uh, you know, in my opinion, anyway, that they're crazy. And uh, so he gets dropped by what Adidas, right? Adidas drops him. Okay. Okay, that's fair. They can say, look, because of the things you're saying, we're not going to have any dealings with you. That's different than than them saying, because of the things you're saying, you shouldn't be allowed to speak. That's two different things. And I don't understand why some people don't get this through their stupid, thick, communistic head. You say what you want to say, and then you take the consequences of whatever you say. This is a good example. This podcast, if it is unpleasant for people, they shouldn't listen to it. Joe Rogan, if they don't like it, don't listen to him. Okay? Millions of people do. I'm sure some don't. But you can always go say to your friends, hey, Joe Rogan, you shouldn't listen to that guy. That's different than you going to the government and saying, this guy shouldn't be allowed to speak. Do you see the difference? I don't understand why people don't see the difference. I always go back to that thing many years ago in Gary when the KKK wanted to have a parade through Gary, you know, as they do because they're a festive bunch, apparently. And unfortunately, you have to go get a permit, which I don't even agree with that. Okay, but uh, they did. And the city turned them down. They said, nope, that's going to you know be super offensive. People aren't going to like it. And the KKK is like, yeah, duh, that's why we're here. <laughs> And the city turned him down. They went to court over it. Court said, cannot do that. Have to let him go. That's the thing. You don't censor government. Government certainly doesn't get to censor for a point of view. A point of view. Perfect example of this, I think, going back a little ways probably, is Galileo. Remember that dude? Yeah, 1500s. What did he say that was crazy that would have been called disinformation today? Because, right, follow the science? Isn't that what I'm told all the time? Even though science is forever evolving, it isn't, like, locked in. So what was the current thought then? The current thought was that the Earth was the center of the universe and everything revolved around the Earth. And what did he come out and say, the crazy thing he said? He goes, no, no, no. The Earth is spinning on its own axis and it revolves around the sun. Do you know he was imprisoned under house arrest for ten, the last 10 years of his life? 10 years? 
So is the last 10 years of his life for that? Because what? It went against current scientific views, which were basically put out by the church at that point. You know, because we know the church always benefits uh, people in such great ways. And uh, so he was imprisoned for heresy, for speaking such things. Um, Do we think he's right today or not? Okay, that's the problem, isn't it? With you scientific people who think you're science-minded and you have no idea what you're talking about. Science changes all the time as new information is brought forward, like Galileo who gets imprisoned for saying this crazy thing that everybody now just knows is correct. But then, that would have been disinformation or even maybe hate speech because it was considered a blasphemy against the church at that point. And that is the real problem with all this. That's why this shouldn't go on. Not even one more second. If you don't like what somebody is saying, tune them out, don't listen to them, go some different direction, but you don't get to turn people down like that what because what oh it wasn't that many years ago we did what for people that had what would now be considered mental illness what do we do drill holes in their head to let spirits out okay that was that was the science that's generally not done today because we know that it isn't spirits in people's brains that are giving them problems okay unless you're with that witch poster from our recent podcast But that would have been the science. All right. So don't tell me about science when you're talking this kind of stuff. And is it free speech or hate speech? It's free speech. Okay. Hands down. They were all totally offended by it. Oh, my gosh. NPR thought their heads were all going to explode talking about how terrible this is that people will get to say whatever they want. And then what? Who's going to who's going to restrict people's speech? (laughs) You know what in America? No one. That's who. Nobody. Okay. Maybe they could get some kind of liberal Twitter. I'm sure that'd be fascinating reading, uh, you know, as we went along. The morality of this stuff is there was a study that I listened to a podcast about at the end of World War II. What do you think about this study? And they talked about the morality of it. So people volunteered. All right. For a study. That was for three months, you would get fed the right amount of food to bring you down to your ideal body weight, which is probably less than it is than people actually weigh for most people. Then for the next six months, they would basically starve the crap out of you to uh, see what starvation did to people. Because a lot of people were starving around the world. And at the end of the war is what they were thinking that there'd be a lot of food shortages and starvation and we want to know what happened and then for the last three months they would bring you back up to your normal body weight what do you think about that kind of study and now they they were talking they had a number of scientists that said this study would not be allowed to be done today because it uh, hurt people it injured those people in there a couple of them had kidney failure i mean it's they lost a lot of weight one guy started at 220 and at the end of the six months he was down to 134 Okay, so uh, they basically hardly gave you any food, just enough to keep you alive. And that wouldn't be allowed today, and I'm wondering why not. Because they all commented that the results of the study and what they found out, because they did them blood tests and stuff like daily on these people, and urine tests and everything, to see how it affected everything, and took meticulous notes and put out 
all this work about it. And it has helped through this day. They said probably millions of people helped with nutrition and all these different kinds of things. And, you know, some people were injured. No one died from it, by the way. Is that a legitimate thing to ask someone to do? And I say yes. Because they talked about a COVID study at early in COVID when they had just made it up and where people went in and volunteers, they gave them COVID <laughs> to see how it affected people. And they thought this was horrible. It wasn't in the United States, of course, because heaven forbid somebody actually volunteered to do anything. Uh, but um, they followed them and they said, you know, this is horrible. People could die. Could Nobody died from that either, but people could die. Yeah, they could. But uh, we have to go back to Spock, right? The immortal words of Spock. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. So if people are willing to volunteer for it, everything is disclosed and they want to help, what's the problem? In the starvation study, they went back and talked to some of these people when they were in their 80s. Uh, the tapes are at the Library of Congress. And they asked them, hey, would you do this again? knowing everything and every one of them that were still alive there are 18 people still alive said yes they felt like it helped and uh, they were proud to have done it even though it was very difficult going basically foodless for six months but they said yes they would do it again so i don't know what's the problem here now we're following the science here is this something legitimate and could you even publish the results of this today I'm not sure where that would go today. Would that be a lot on Twitter? Maybe. Maybe. He fired what? He fired the CEO. He fired a couple of people. And he's got to pay him because they got these contracts or whatever. Yeah, that might be the money, best money he ever spent. Out those people go. You know what you could probably do? Instead of just firing them right away, is you as the owner could change a bunch of policies and make them enforce them and see if they quit. And then if they don't enforce something, you fire them for cause. That's what. I, that's how I think I would have done it. But he didn't. He just walked in and fired everybody. And that's okay. He's got plenty of money to pay him. But I think it would have been a better way to change all the policies. And then the, they have to go along. You're the owner, right? You run the place. So you're like, here, this is the new deal. So do it. Go enforce it immediately and see what they say about it. Because people, I don't understand why people at Twitter are so offended by, you know, free speech. And they have fact checkers, which are probably 19-year-olds in India and some call center who, uh, you know, they want to call a fact checker. No, I don't go along with any of that. So be sure to walk over to NPR and watch Rachel uh, Maddow and uh, all those other people's heads explode as Twitter becomes more free. Having more freedom is never a bad thing, okay? it Maybe it offends you personally, but being free is always the goal. It's always the goal. Freedom sometimes is offensive, and that's... If you can't offend people, you aren't free, okay? You <laughs> aren't... If you can't go out and say things that offend people, it's really not freedom. Does that mean you should go offend people willy-nilly? No. Or here and there? No. But if you have something to say and some people get offended, then they just get offended. That, uh, you know, as long as you can say it. If you can't say it, then you aren't free. So did you see what they put out? Get this. Avoid I-40 at the Tennessee-North Carolina border for the next few years. Few years. That's a quote from the DOT down there. So can you avoid that area for the next few years? They're going to be down to one lane through there for a while. And different lanes are going to be closing. They said it's going to be a disaster. So could you please avoid it? The 
the go around that they have set up is 45 minutes and they did not recommend trucks take you know local routes because of the mountainous area and the curves and stuff in that in the that area and that local roads aren't set up for trucks so let your company know to uh, avoid that area for the next few years and you know what happens at the end of all these large construction projects where they started the project it's starting to fall apart already you know we have brick roads downtown lafayette here that are still in good shape that were built over a hundred years ago that you can still drive on to this day downtown they have a number of them that they left brick they're still in pretty good condition and then the paved roads that lead to the brick road they're falling apart so go figure but if you don't mind for the next few years if you could take a different route they would really appreciate it down there so I guess depending when you listen to this, this may be good news or not, on November 2nd, Wednesday, the Iowa Motor Truck Association, the Iowa Truck Motor Association, whatever it is, um, is going to be handing out free box lunches at some way stations in the state of Iowa and no enforcement. Okay, so you can just blast in there. I don't know if they'll have signs. It didn't really suggest or if they'll just be handing them out as you drive through. But uh, you can go get a free lunch there in Iowa. I assume it'll have some kind of corn product and a card from CRST in it. I don't know about that, but that's what you can do on the 2nd of November in 2022. If you're listening to this in 2045, you missed your lunch. Well, I don't know if you saw this. This was crazy. This was cray-cray. That's what the kids say today. So get this. So some truck driver, okay, is turning uh, into the Detroit area, right? If you, if you heard about this, Roseville, wherever the heck that is, somewhere in, outside Detroit. And he turns too tight and clips a pickup truck that had stopped, you know, at the light coming the other way, you know, to cross the road. So they call the police and the police show up and just thought, okay, it's a crash. And the they notice at this point that the driver of the pickup truck, which is an older Ford Ranger, he's acting all hinky and then he takes off. Interesting. I don't know why he waited that long for the police to show up. But anyhow, he takes off running, like cruising it out of there, legging it out of there, as Ollie would say. And then, so they go chase him, and he gets away. Amazing. So then they search the pickup truck, and there's a body in the bed of the truck. It has a cover on it. There's a body in there, a 62-year-old woman. And the plates of the truck were expired. And trace back to a woman in her 60s okay but they can't confirm if the woman in the truck is the previous owner probably and so they're asking for the public's help isn't that something he was last seen running north on Hayes near common if you saw somebody running in the, uh, like days ago cruising look they said they don't think the truck was stolen meaning this is a caregiver or something someone that somebody knew it's uh you know it's crazy. You take it. You get into a small accident, and suddenly you're in the middle of a murder investigation. Isn't that something? And since they towed the truck from the scene, I don't know if they'll take a drug test or not. It looked drivable, but it was towed from the scene now because the driver wasn't there. So that's part of a, a, a drug test thing. Isn't that something? You think you're just in a small accident, and next thing you know, you're on America's Most Wanted. Dan Van Alstein takes over as chairman of the ATA. Okay. He currently runs Ruan Transportation, which is kind of a, like a third-party logistics thing. They run Fair Oaks Farms, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, which is about an hour north of me in Fair Oaks, Indiana. And so what has happened there 
Fair Oaks produces a lot of milk because they have cows everywhere, but they don't want to run a trucking company. They are a farm. So what they do is hire out to these third-party logistics providers like Ruan. And Ruan says, fine, we'll bring in trucks, trailers, drivers, whatever. We'll run everything. Okay. And so that's what they do there. And so what has happened is the head of Ruan is now head of the ATA. So Ruan presumably is an ATA company. Anyways, Dan, of course, does not have any driving experience as I spoke about on the YouTube channel yesterday. None that I know of. Now, if somebody knows that this guy has a CDL or is a driver or whatever, uh, let me know. And I don't want to hear, oh, well, Mark, he had a CDL 40 years ago. All right. Is he legally prohibited from doing my job today? That's what I want to know. All right. Or can he drive? There are people that still can drive that run companies. The thing is, what he says is, you know, a little bit incongruent. How about that for a word with what actually happens? He says, you know, we need to create a vision and empower the driver, empower people and take care of our drivers and stuff like that. Well, I happen to know somebody who works at Fair Oaks Farms and guess what the rules are at Fair Oaks Farms. OK, cameras, of course, but also driver facing, of course, and <laughs> which I thought was the dumbest thing. You can have a CB, but you cannot have a microphone. All right now, I haven't talked to this person in a while, and I actually don't know if this rule has changed. I guess I should check into that, but I'm not going to. So you could have a CB, but you couldn't have the mic attached to it. If they if they had you with a mic, you got written up for it, apparently, because they don't want you talking. You were not allowed to talk on the phone when you were driving, he said. Also, what the heck? Okay, so this is how we treat drivers. This is somebody, you know, now running the ATA, and this is how his company treats drivers and I don't want to hear well Mark you know he's way high up he doesn't know anything that's going on the buck stops at the top and he should know what's going on at his place and this you know some corporate wide policy like this it's just ridiculous to say how well, you can have a CB you can only listen you can't talk on it well, come on really I wonder if they call you when you're driving I guess you just wouldn't answer them you know if they had some kind of dumb policy like that I'd never answer them driving like, hey, that's your own stupid policy. I'm not going to risk my job because you have a dumb policy. You just have to wait. And I know a lot of drivers have this kind of issue, but then they'll stop and call. Never do that. All right, if you work at a company that has a policy, whether they have a driver-facing camera or not, that says you cannot talk on the phone when you are driving, then if the company calls you, do not stop at the next exit and call them back. Okay, do not make it easy for them. I would not do that. If they call you, then you know the next time you stop, you call them. But it's at the time that you decide to stop. You don't just pull over and call them because they called you and have a dumb policy. You're going to waste your time. Where most people paid mileage, you're going to waste your time like that when you could be running miles? No. Let them sit there and stew when they're um, seats or whatever. And I don't care if they gripe at you a hundred times. Oh, you should have called us. Who cares? Tell them, well, change your stupid policy and I'll call you. Until then, you'll get called the next time I stop. And so this is just another person who says one thing and uh, apparently at his companies anyways is doing another thing. By the way, they always hire up there at Fair Oaks. So you can check into that at Fair Oaks, Indiana at Fair Oaks Farms. There's they run tons of ads. So because it's in the middle of no place, it's an hour north of here. And basically you're a good hour, you know, 30 minutes at least south of Merrillville and then an hour out of, you know, southern you know, like Hammond and stuff like that. So there's no one around. 
And just getting there would be tough. In the wintertime, you'd have to go an hour up I-65 just to get to work, and then you got to go mess around with all the stupid milk, So, which probably milkshake by then. But it does bring a lot of drivers in the yard, I will say that. Either way, right, take that microphone off your CB and get to work. In a prior podcast, we talked about an electronic device where the truck would send its information back and forth to the scale or maybe a car that goes by, a police car, right? And, you know, they'd be able to scan it and get your information, right? And so the FMCSA had, uh, you know, has taken public comments. And I love reading some of these comments. There's an article with some of the comments. Get this. This is what some drivers said. Now, come on. All right. One person says, this is insane. Okay. Do this and count me out. And every other driver I know will also be out. You will find out what a trucker shortage really is. Come on. Where are you going? Where are you going? Drivers say this every time there's a regulation and they never go anywhere because where are you going to go? Let's be be honest. Just be honest. Are you going to go back to your brain surgery practice that you left to become a truck driver? No. Okay. They just aren't going anywhere. I hear that here. When we switched over to automatics, now all the trucks coming in automatics for years. Oh my gosh. The people griped and griped and griped about it. I'm leaving. I'll never be here. They're still here. Okay. Or they didn't leave for that. Same when electronic logs came and we went to that early. Went to that quite early. Oh my gosh, this is the end of it. I'm leaving. I ain't go anywhere. This where's this person gonna go? To count you out. You're going nowhere. All right, that's pretty hilarious. There's a couple more here. <clears throat> uh, trucks are already required to have all kinds of identifying information on the side. I love that. That is true. Officers have eyes that can read it. That is true. Oh, this is one this one's great. Okay, this is an invasion of privacy. Asking people not to enjoy their rights as American truck drivers. <laughs> Remember, I, I talked about this. Even though I'm not really in favor of this, you're already being tracked. All right, Everybody that has a phone is being tracked already. The trucks tracked, many trucks are tracked, GPS tracked. Many brokers require tracking, so loads are tracked. Some trailers have their own tracking system on it. You're being tracked already. So the time to gripe about tracking was probably in the 80s when cell phones came out. Because that's when the tracking really started. Your car is tracked. OnStar and all these other systems. Your car, you are tracked. It's not like no one knows where you are. You're not exactly Ted Kaczynski living in the woods. Okay, people know where you are. Now, I love this next line here. Reading their private information, which is the same thing that's printed on the door. Okay. I will get this. I can't. I can't even take it. I don't know. This might should be the end of the show. I will take the FMCSA to the Supreme Court on the First and Fifth Amendments. <laughs> Listen to me. Do you think this driver is going to be showing up at the Supreme Court on their First Amendment? How is this a First Amendment violation? Okay. So if the truck, which is a commercial vehicle, broadcasts its information that's printed on it for the public to see to a police officer how is that a first amendment violation is that is that a religious violation is that a free press violation do people know the amendments and the fifth amendment that you don't have to incriminate yourself what information are you sending that's incriminating you the truck is broadcasting its information over uh there so and it's the same information that you have to put in a log for you and that is required to be handed over to an officer if they request it 
okay, and then you have to give it to them. I love when drivers talk to me about this Fifth Amendment thing about logs and stuff. Well, Mark, oh, I got to fill a log out of First Fifth Amendment. Okay, why don't you head on over to the Supreme Court and see where that gets you? Do you think this has been tried already? Okay, that doesn't work. It's 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 not a violation. These have already gone to court. I I just love it though. You uh, want to do DOT inspections? Pull us over where it's where it is safe. Even then, you can see private information. Uh, look, this person first they need to get Grammarly and uh, you know get a subscription to that. All right, but um, <laughs> I love that they're going to take the FMCSA to the Supreme Court on the First and Fifth Amendment. That. Look, that's classic. That ought to be... If I was them, I would print that out and post it on the wall. Okay? And send it to Grammarly. I just think that was really something. That is just... I just can't believe it. Another person. Stories like this is why I'm contemplating hanging up my keys. Except you're not going to hang your keys up. Okay? You are not going to hang your keys up. You are continue to drive. And you'll continue to comply. And uh, that's going to be the end of it. It will unduly stress the industry and cause driver shortages. No. When people become drivers, no one asks me about that. Mark, I'd like to become a truck driver. What's the deal on, uh, you know, my information privacy? Okay, that is not something that is going to affect anything. And stressing the industry, I don't know, you put a thing in your windshield? All right. (laughs) Here's another person. Do you really want this industry to lose more drivers? All right. Again, drivers never go anywhere. All the stuff that is put out there that where I think drivers should end, and they don't. Okay, drivers work for no money. Many drivers work part of their day, at least part of their day, without getting paid anything. Okay, and you think this is going to cause people to leave? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, drivers are not, if they'll sit around for nothing at all, okay, you aren't going anywhere for this. You're just not. Ooh, we got somebody else bringing an amendment in. I love it. This person's bringing in the Fourth Amendment. Okay, so we went from the Fifth Amendment to the Fourth Amendment. This is a total violation of the Fourth Amendment. I'm not in favor of a power grab. Okay, it is the trucker's responsibility to keep maintain his equipment. He doesn't need Big Brother's opinion on equipment upkeep. You're already required to uh, get it inspected per government and that kind of thing. So, again, people think stuff, but then it's already happening. Right, the Fourth Amendment, of course, is your right to, uh, to be secure in your person's house's papers and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures, and it should not be a viol- uh, should not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause. Of course, we have the Constitution also regulating tightly regulating right commercial, you know, interstate kind of things. So. Uh, commerce. So we will uh, we'll see where that goes. Maybe these two can join forces and bring their case to the Supreme Court on just every amendment, including quartering of soldiers and everything else. So love it. <laughs> the purpose of the identification number is to easily identify a driver who has had in the past received citations. It's an invasion of privacy. Here we're going with privacy. You know, you're long past privacy when you have most people probably type this on a cell phone. Right, do you think that's tracked? It is. Drivers shouldn't be targeted for past issues. They totally should be targeted for past issues. That's how we can tell if a driver is a good driver. Okay, that's why they stick signs on trucks. I just saw one on roadway the other day, 3 million safe miles for that driver. They don't put on there, you know, three days safe miles. Okay, they don't do that. So the, it's we do look at the past uh, record of people, and that's how we determine what they're doing. 
So uh, then, then, of course, costs. People are always into costs. We, we, the people, I love it, can't afford any more costs. It's depressing to say we are starting the next depression right now. That's pretty good. <laughs> Double use, okay? So wow, that's not great. The new rule is a blatant attack on America's truck drivers and must not be adopted. Oh, here we go. Adoption of such Orwellian measures. It only worked to ensure more drivers leave the industry. We're all leaving the industry, right? Replaced by less experienced drivers that would be much more safe on the highways. Okay, so Orwellian, you're tracked already. Loads are tracked. How many owner-operators have to download something from a broker? Because I hear about this all the time. Where the, you have to, They have to track you. Is that okay? Nobody says anything about that. Nobody leaves the industry by that, right? Uh, so uh, there you go. So here's somebody, right? Uh, I held a clean CDL and the rules and regulations forced me out of trucking. I don't understand why, okay? CDL drivers are doing much more than what their career is worth. That may be true, but maybe if you got paid for your time, the career would be better for you, right? And then there's one person, of course, who supports it. Uh, I don't understand what the big deal is. If you run legally, what's to worry about? The rule will help reduce the bad ones. Well, you know, to say it like that, I don't. I never go that way with it. In which, because uh, people always say that, well, if you got, if you're doing everything legal, you got nothing to hide, right? Well, why don't people? Would you mind if the police searched your house or stopped you to search you every day? That's one thing, but um, to bring up an argument like, oh, well, you know, privacy, you know, mark with the privacy of it, as they have a phone to their head that's tracked, their truck is tracked, they have stuff in the windshield tracking the truck, the trailers are tracked, there's temp things on the load that are tracking, they have a broker, uh, um app on their phone that is tracking them some of them run logs on their phone some people do that which i think is crazy that i wouldn't do and uh, so they're being tracked that way all that is tracked but this this is the final straw where something that's printed on the side of the truck is going to be broadcast electronically to a car and now people are offended and everybody's going to leave the industry all right talk to me uh, after this after this is happens which it probably will get adopted Come and talk to me about what job you took after you left trucking, and we'll see where that heads off to. How about let's get in the mood early and talk about some inspections that are coming up for next year. International Road Check is May 16th to 18th, 2023. Put it on your calendar. Get ready for it. It's the largest targeted enforcement program on commercial motor vehicles in the world. So it says that's something to be proud of. Operation Safe Driver Week, okay? This is where they look for commercial motor vehicle drivers uh, engaging in risky behavior. That is July 9th to the 15th next year. Also, Brake Safety Week is August 20th to 26th, all right? So, and there's also an unannounced one-day brake safety enforcement initiative. That can be held at any time. So, there's also that. So, get ready for those next year. Put them on your uh, calendar. Google those things right under your calendar and get ready there's another article about driver facing cameras and i thought it's pretty interesting to say stuff here that uh, about what uh, what is this okay bison right rob penner ceo of bison is talking about driving facing cameras and he says all trucks will require some of these versions eventually i don't believe that there'll always be trucks that don't have them uh, you know, just like there's cars driving around still without seatbelts because they're not required in that car because of its age. So that's not true. But here's what he says. And this is a real problem. If you're going to play in this industry, you have to have this camera, which is not true. The same driver that's going to oppose your inward facing camera has a dash cam. OK, I oppose an inward facing camera and I have a dash cam. I have cams in my cars, too. I totally 100 percent think you should have a dash cam and also in your cars. 
Go get them immediately. All right. So he says, he goes on to say, they understand the value of the video footage protecting them. Why you have the forward facing camera and not the inward facing camera is a pretty hard question to answer. Well, listen, Rob Penner, CEO of Bison Transport. I am still waiting and I have been for years now for somebody to explain to me how the inward facing camera improves your ability to prove what happened at an intersection or in an accident over just a dash cam. And no one, Lytics, no trucking company, uh, none have ever said, oh, here's why that's better. Uh, nobody can do that. And it says here, it goes on, Bison uses inward-facing cameras in, in driver training trucks to manage driver fatigue, but they're not yet on all the tractors. Well, why not? If he is out here saying, see, this is the thing about people. If he says, look, it's a great thing to have, why doesn't he put in all of his trucks? Why doesn't he have one in his car? That's the always the thing of it. Whenever I find that people like this person, a bison, CEO of bison, that says these are so great, do you have one in your car? Why not? If it's so important and it's so much about safety, why aren't you protecting your own family, yourself and your family in your car? But I cannot even think of people. I only run, I have a forward and inward facing camera on the car for when I Uber. Okay, so I turn it on inside to Uber so that the passenger can't say something. He said this to me or he did this kind of a personal protection thing that way where I'm trying to protect myself, not from an accident outside. The forward facing camera does that, but from some kind of interior accusation because it records sound as well. Because you never know because people be crazy, right? Okay, so that's why. But that's to protect from the person in there, not because of an accident. When there's nobody riding, uh, you know, if I'm not out Ubering, I turn off the inward-facing part of the camera because it isn't necessary. So, and he, and he says, uh, the CEO says, that he doesn't think communicating about the cameras is even important. Penner doesn't think communicating about the cameras is particularly important. And that goes back to a part in the article where it says that uh, great communication with drivers is super important to get people to buy into the cameras. So, uh, and he says, no, not really. You can communicate. You want people to have their own views. But as it continues to become an industry standard, that's the way it is. So that's a good CEO, right? He says, look, if you don't like it, get bent, right? So that's how we treat people now in the country. And that's how it is as an employee. And so now we know this company, Bison, according to the CEO, has the kind of an attitude, at least in my opinion, of, if you don't like it, there's the door. And that's probably not a great place to work, you know, which is unfortunate. And they get a bison gets a lot of awards for a good place to work. But we know the CEO's attitude is, uh, you know, I don't really care what you think about it. <laughs> what he says, that's his quote. Penner doesn't think communicating about the cameras is important. Yeah, I don't care what you think about it. So uh, too bad. So what they do there, they don't ever ask the people that are actually using the technology, whether it be this or anything else, about how it actually works in the real world. What is a maybe a better way to do this since you're on the ground? They don't care. And uh, that's disappointing. But certainly not surprising. Okay, certainly not surprising in this industry, of all industries, this one, where drivers are just not only we treated poorly by the public and the government, but uh, by the people we work for. You know, and as it says in here, one of the worst things that you can do, it says in this article, is to uh, come on, gripe about a driver that did one 
something that you feel is not the right thing on the camera. And But they've done, you know, 10 years, like it says right here, where they haven't had any problems and you don't ever say anything to them. You only bring out the bad stuff. And that's what companies do. They don't care that you have a great record. They don't care that you never have a problem. As soon as there's an issue, they're bringing you in and we're 15 seconds of something when for the past year after year after year, there's no issue. And that's the problem. And that's what this guy, CEO of uh, Bison Transport is. You know, he's that kind of guy. And that's how these places are. They just, they could care less. And that's why they can't get people to work for them. You know, they run ads like everybody else does because of their attitude. You know, if they would change their attitude, maybe they would get, uh, maybe they could increase their altitude. How about that for a poster on the wall? But uh, seriously, if they think it's so good, I want to see their car with an inward facing camera. And I have yet to find that with any of these CEOs, manager, anybody, any manager, tell them, let's go look at your car. You know, they're such weasels. The managers are weasels anyways. Oh, yeah. Why don't you have a camera in your car? You're enforcing the camera. Oh, well, you know, I'm not going to have somebody watch me. You know, that's even worse. At least this guy, the CEO, uh, Bison, thinks they're a good idea. Okay. But, uh, you know, I've seen managers and, and sometimes I'll get emails from people that, you know, from a manager. The manager doesn't even think it's a good idea, but they go enforce it. You're really a weasel if you do that. You know, if you would work for a place and enforce a rule that you don't even believe in on other people, and you're like, no way am I putting that in my car. Uh, you are the worst kind of weasel in the world. There's a couple new shows out on uh, TV that I thought you should know about. Now, I wish I got sponsored by these people, but I don't. One is called Roadworthy Restorations. and <laughs> It's a pretty good show. I've been watching it the last few weeks. Taped them, of course. Watch them on the weekends. And... Uh, what this guy does is he'll go find a car in a in a field and uh, get it started and drive it back to his shop and then fix it, do some work on it. But, you know, he brought up, he took a Mustang out of a field that had been sitting in a field outside for 28 years. Okay, and in a couple of days, he had the thing running and drove it back to his shop in a field. Last week's show was a 64 Impala that had been sitting outside for 12 years and it had grown so many weeds he had to get a weed whacker out to get it fixed and he got the thing started the next day and got it running and this isn't with where he had a whole team of people or whatever fixing it this is you know just basic stuff of getting a car running i think it's a fascinating show and i find it pretty interesting and the other show which has started it's in its fifth or sixth episode now is a great show called ride of your life with courtney hansen and uh, she used to um, be the host of the Power Block many years ago, and she's back with this show. And what they do is find a deserving person, and they find the car that they gave up. And it's not the exact car, but it's the same kind of car. And they restore it. Like, uh, you know, this week was a pilot, a Navy pilot, who gave up his 65 GTO many years ago because, of course, family. And he's regretted it every day of his life since and talks about it apparently still to his friends well his friend nominated him for the show and they found like a shell of a 65 gto and did all this work to it put a blueprint engine in it and uh, gave the guy the car and they work on this car like non-stop to get these cars ready and that kind of thing i don't know about you but being a car person myself we all have that car that we let get away years ago that we should have kept 
and I'm sure you have one if you're any kind of a car person. There's a car you had that you wish you had today. And that's what the show does. And it's really something. You know, people that are not car people don't understand how that importance of a vehicle like that is to you and that you give it up for some kind of reason and then you look back and say man I can't believe I don't have that car today it meant something it was a time it brings you back to that time and so to see the look on these people's faces when they get their vehicles uh, from Courtney um, is really something to me I love the show it's on Motor Trend I think both these shows are actually I tape on Motor Trend. Besides my regular uh, Motor Week and stuff like that, these are two new shows. And so go back and watch them on demand. They're each in their fifth or sixth episode now, and uh, they're super great shows. So Ride of Your Life with Courtney Hansen and Roadworthy Restorations are shows that need to be on your list if you have anything in your mind about cars or if you've ever had a car that you gave up and said, you know what, like starting the next day, like, dang it, I cannot believe I'm not still driving that car. This is the show for you. I know many of you tow RVs around, so if you're an RV tower, the new 2023 Super Duty is out. And did you see what the, what the heck is going on? So here's your engine options. 6.8 liter V8 gas, 405 horsepowers. 7.3 gas. 430 horses okay 6.7 power stroke with 475 horses and 1050 torques but wait there's more they have a high output 6.7 liter power stroke diesel 500 horsepower and 1200 torques 1200 torques holy crap that is creeping up that's more horsepower than i have in my cascadia it has a tow rating of 40,000 pounds. What do you think about that? 40,000 pounds. And it has a payload rating of 8,000 pounds. Oh my gosh. We're going to be able to use this thing. I mean, you're towing... Who, By the way, who has a 40,000 pound RV that they're towing around? But 40,000 pounds. I guess it's a work trailer or whatever. You can tow... It is best in class uh, towing, so it says... If you set it up correctly, you can tow 40,000 pounds. With the, if you get a 450 regular cab, 6.7 high output diesel, and it's a max tow of 40,000. But look, if you get an F350, which you could is better on uh, plating and stuff like that, that'll tow 38,000 pounds. So you're not losing much on it. I thought, holy crap, who is towing that kind of uh, weight with their trailer? That is easily cdl territory you are hitting the scales in a lot of states and uh crazy no pricing announced yet i can imagine what that's going to be sono which is a new car company has a new electric car out now get this the people always tell me well mark solar is going to be the way to charge cars if you just put solar panels you can't put enough solar panels on a car yet to charge it so they have this car out and it's about the size of an EcoSport. And it, I saw a picture of it with noted car enthusiast Whoopi Goldberg, of all people. Apparently, they paid her to come out and sit in the car. Either way, you know, maybe she was just walking around and happened to sit in it. I don't know. This car is covered with solar panels. Every surface that is exposed, outside, sides, tops, 
everything is covered in solar panels you can have any color you want as long as it is black true and what they say is if you leave this thing sitting out in the sun all the time in full sunlight you can add maybe 70 miles per week to the car now that's not insignificant depending I don't drive my car 70 miles a week so that would be interesting for somebody who really commutes a short distance but that's a far cry from when people write to me all the time mad usually Tesla owners who you know they're mad probably because their skinny jeans are too tight and so they put down their chai tea latte and write to me and say Mark Tesla superchargers have solar panels and they're charging the cars from the sun I hate to tell you but they're not those are to run things like the lights and stuff on the panels themselves so you can see them you cannot charge Tesla's up from the Sun in 20 minutes okay so this car which is covered in solar panels 456 of them in fact so 456 solar cells they're all over it can get you maybe 10 miles a day if it sits out in the Sun all the time all right so it has a 190 mile range which is not great and uh, but it's only 25 grand it uh, should be available pretty soon here's the thing right they talked about accidents how much do you think your insurance is going to be on that car the sides of it have solar panels all over it how much do you think that will cost to fix solar panels not cheap at the moment plus you can't just take this down to joe schmo's body shop and pizza parlor to have it replaced when somebody dings your car a small accident which already are expensive enough could be you know could total the car considering all the sensors and stuff that are in cars already any little problem can run thousands of dollars here's a brand new car with solar panels all over it that are encased in polymer and attached to the outside of the car how much is that going to cost to fix but keep in mind you're looking at maybe 10 miles a day they said in best conditions and full sun which you'd have to keep the car clean as well because uh, any uh, you know anything that impedes the light from getting through reduces the amount of energy that you get on it you have to do the same thing with solar panels in your house 10 miles per day if it sits in the sun all day so keep that in mind uh, you know go put your skinny jeans back in the wash and your Tesla's not being charged from those eight solar panels that they have installed near the supercharger that's just to keep the pumps lit up and uh, lights and stuff like that so there you go now we go to Tennessee we talk about somebody who I could care almost less about maybe you heard this this is also ripped from today's headlines so let's talk about a Tennessee death row inmate. All right, so this guy already moved out of his cinder block basement apartment years ago because he's been, he got convicted in 1992. Why is he still alive? All right, why is he still alive? So he got mad at the guards. Why? Why? He had a disagreement, it says, over food package delivery. Did you know that prisoners can get these food packages delivered like, um, you know, these meal boxes and all that? They can have them delivered to their cell. What is going on? Why does this guy get anything delivered to his cell? Uh, honestly, Mark, he paid for it. I could give a crap less if he paid for it. Couldn't care. He was sentenced to death for the 1990 killing of a telephone repairman. Okay, why is this guy still alive? This is 30 years later. He's still living. Either way, so he had a disagreement with them. And um, 
he uh, couldn't receive special food packages that he had ordered. So he, of course, as prisoners do, wrote a strongly worded letter. Oh, wait, no, he didn't. He began smearing feces on his cell. But that's not where this ends. Okay, so don't go anywhere. When they refused to let him have the package, because he had clear conduct only for five months rather than six months. He shouldn't get the package no matter what. He should get clear conduct or gets tased 15 times a day until he shuts the heck up. A guard then decided to stop feeding him in order to get him to stop smearing feces. And so he slit his wrists with a razor that he had in his cell. Now, here again, why does this guy have a razor in his cell? Okay, why is he allowed to have a razor? All right. So he was taken to the infirmary where he was on, put on suicide watch. Duh. Okay, so then he went back to his cell to be on suicide watch. And of course... When he got to his cell on suicide watch, what did he do? Did he calm down and apologize? No. No, he didn't. He uh, broke a window in his cell. I don't know why he can get to a window. Okay. And uh, took some of that glass, as well as other razors that he had hidden. Do we not search these guys? All right. Anyway. And he took those items and cut off his pee-pee. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cut it off completely. Now, they took him to the hospital where they were able to reattach it. Now, this is not done just by a general surgeon. You have to have somebody, some PP surgeon come in and reattach uh, this. Why is he getting this reattached? Okay, is he planning on using it for something? All right. He was then sent back to his t- cell where he is put on a mattress and bound, of course, because he's cutting himself all the time. And, of course, he has got a lawyer and everything else. And he would continue to use his hands to rip out uh, his catheter. So they had to bind him, and that's how it works. Now I want some do-gooder to explain to me why this guy's still alive. Why don't we just let him die when he cut off his uh, pee-pee? Why don't we just let him die? Hmm? No answer for that? He's on death row. Okay. What? <laughs> why are we giving him all this medical care, which is super expensive, and we're just going to kill him. What, as soon as he's better? I don't understand it. His attorney, of course, says, oh, the state violated his constitutional rights. Uh, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. And he's, of course, challenging the constitutional constitutionality of the electrocution. Fine. Let him bleed to death from cutting off his pee-pee. I, I don't get it. And this, you know how much money this guy's wasted in 30 years on death row and uh, appeals and medical care and food boxes. His attorney says certainly the prison could find a place for him where he's not in danger to himself, where he doesn't be tied down like an animal. He doesn't deserve to be treated like an animal. I got a cat sleeping on the couch right now. That's that's how you treat uh, an animal, right, Gracers? She's not even awake. She won't even bother to look at me. Sleeping on a blanket over there after she got fed with a food box, okay? Because she didn't kill anybody. He got a life sentence plus 40 years for robbing him. I mean, he, there's no way he should still be alive. I could care less that he cut off his pee-pee. He should have been dead in 1992 when he got convicted. He been, By the way, this is not his first crime. What a surprise. He was convicted of a separate murder. Uh, in Georgia for killing a chemical engineer after he killed this person they got convicted for. 
I'm sorry that the guards, you know, no wonder you can't get a guard to do this kind of job. It doesn't pay much. And for what they're getting treated like, they're being accused of stuff that they don't deserve. This guy doesn't deserve to even be alive. One more second. That people have to go through all this. I wonder, I wish they could add up how much money has been spent just on this person in all these years. All these years. Wasted money for this. Meanwhile, the family, they don't have their loved one who he killed. They don't have him. Okay, of the people that he killed, they have to go all these years without him, and this guy gets to live. And they get to see this. And it's their, partly their tax dollars also, going to support this guy. That's got to be super aggravating. And I feel bad for them. And I'm sorry it has to be like this. If, if I was put in charge of the world, this would change. When you get convicted, right, you're done. <laughs> right there, the bailiff can murder you on the spot. Okay, that would solve a lot of this wasted time. But uh, this guy... This is why we can't get to Mars. Uh, it's got to be millions of dollars that we've spent on him. Over the years, housing him, feeding him, clothes, medical care, appeals. Appeal after appeal after appeal after appeal where he gets attorneys uh, you know, to argue his case for him. All that costs money, and that's all put out by taxpayers. Because it's not like he can make enough money to pay for any of that. Although apparently he has enough money for food box delivery services, which is even the stupidest thing I've heard in a while. So... That's why we can't get to Mars today or anytime in the near future because of people like him. So uh, that's what we're doing here today. That's uh, going to wrap up the podcast. I want to thank you for listening. Send your missives or reasons we're not on Mars to mark at truckinganswersnation.com. And uh, we'll be back pretty soon with another podcast. <laughs>